Ion 2020, episode 50. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton, your host of Eye on 2020, the podcast that you come and listen to on a daily basis to hear all of the news and related events with regards to the 2020 election. As we lead up to it, it's going to get more exciting as you guys know, and uh, I will be here five days a week to bring you the news and those related events that uh, help you to make the best memes you can to post on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh help you to know what's going on in the news and help you to have arguments with your friends about your favorite candidate. And that's what I'll do. I'll come here daily. Uh, I'm taking a libertarian spin on things as well. So if you like to hear the libertarian message with regards to these candidates and the news that's going on, I will be here to help you out with that. But if you uh, are a Democrat or Republican or just an independent or a socialist or a liberal or whatever you are, right? Uh, you could tune in every day too because I'll be here and at least you'll have a different perspective on things. You know, maybe uh, I know people are always in like a echo chamber with people that they know uh, and people that agree with them. That's just the way people are nowadays. But if you just want to hear a counter perspective, uh, I am here to help you with that as well. So, uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that and you can send me all your comments. You can argue with me, you can do whatever you want to. And that is at I on the Empire. Uh, that's where I'd have my Twitter handle. This is I on 2020. And here is where I go over all the news for the 2020 elections. But there, uh, I on the Empire. I just post news stories about everything with regards to the United States Empire that we live in. So enjoy that as well. Go ahead and follow me there. If you'd like to, you can go ahead also and uh, subscribe to the show. If you like what you're hearing, if you don't like what you're hearing, if you just want to hear me talk, I don't know, go ahead and subscribe to the show because I enjoy seeing that, seeing my first subscriber list grow. I enjoy seeing more and more people listening to the show every single day. And uh, by you subscribing, it'll hit your podcatcher every single day. I'm on Apple, iTunes, I'm on the iPod, or, you know, the pod, all the podcatchers that you're going to find. Uh, Stitcher and Google Podcasts and the whole nine yards, right? So go ahead and subscribe. Give me a five-star rating review. And then while you're at it, go ahead and share this with your friends as well. Because your friends just might want to hear what you're listening to. And they might want to argue with you about things that I say also. So, hey, whatever. I think that will be fun. And I appreciate you all listening. I really do. Um, so, hey, guys. This is what I want to talk about today, though. Um... Iowa had a recent poll of Democratic voters and uh, likely registered voters. Yeah, it's going to be registered voters in Iowa for the a caucus in 2020. And it says five takeaways from the Des Moines Register's latest Iowa poll. So they polled, I guess, um, it, didn't, it doesn't say exactly how many people 
on the article, but this is in the DesMoinesRegister.com. And the article is written by, oh my goodness, you know how I am with names, y'all. Brienne Finisteel, we'll say. I'll just, it starts with a P, but it doesn't even sound, it must be a silent P. Finisteel, we'll just go with that. Des Moines Register, and uh, this was from March 11th, and it says, Former President, Vice President Joe Biden leads a diverse and growing pack of Democratic presidential candidates without even forming a campaign committee, according to the latest Des Moines Register, CNN Media, Com, Iowa poll. As you guys know, Joe Biden has not ran, has not decided to run yet. Uh, he has not made a final decision, but he said, do not be surprised if I do. And he said that over the weekend, so it's likely that in the next month or so he will decide to run. That's what they're saying. Uh, but then, it, So then the article goes on. But how does he compare to Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who's just two points behind? Are other candidates eclipsing 2018's breakout star, former Texas Beto O'Rourke? And what issues are driving Democrats this caucus cycle? Here's a look at some of the poll's key findings, insights, and numbers. <clears throat> Number one, it's a two-man race for now. Though he's not entered into the field, Biden leads the pack of Democrats with 27%, saying he's their first choice for president. Vermont Bernie, Senator Bernie Sanders follows at 25%. No other candidates are in the double digits. And the next closest competitor is Elizabeth Warren, and she's at 9%. That's amazing that no one else is even close to there. So you got Biden at 27%, Sanders at 25%, and Elizabeth Warren at 9%. I'd love to see the... Um, the demographic makeup from an age perspective, not from a race perspective, but from an age perspective, who's for Biden in Iowa and who's for Bernie Sanders. I would bet you that it's the under, you know, under 35 crowd more that's going to go for the Bernie Sanders and the over 35 crowd that's going to go for uh, Joe Biden, right? Uh, but this is pretty standard from most of the polls that I've seen that Biden's leading, even though he hasn't decided to run yet. Um, and then you got Bernie Sanders next. And Bernie Sanders, I mean, he had a huge cult following in the 2016 election. The election was stolen from him. I said this before. Uh, well, the, not the election itself, but the, the Democratic nomination was stolen from him in some ways. I mean, Hillary Clinton probably would have won anyway, but the Democratic National Committee was clearly against Bernie Sanders, and obviously the country probably wasn't ready for a socialist at the time anyway. The political dynamics dynamics have changed significantly, though, in the last two years, and there's a growing movement of, you know, socialist candidates that got elected, especially uh, AOC, and uh, they're a very vocal minority in Congress right now, but... Um, like the Ron Paul revolution, which is able to get a few of these, like these Tea Party, you know, Liberty candidates into the Congress and into the Senate. I think Bernie Sanders' little revolution did a similar thing. Uh, but he is clearly, if Joe Biden does not decide to run, he's clearly going to pick up some of that 27% from Iowa. But who would be the person that would get Joe Biden's votes? most likely if Joe Biden does not decide to run. I'm not sure. It would probably be a more middle-of-the-road candidate, so those 27 points are up for grabs at that point, but it is likely that Joe Biden's going to win, or going to run. So 
uh, then it becomes a two-man race in Iowa. So where does that lead them in New Hampshire? I haven't seen any polls for that yet. And uh, I guess uh, that'll be something I hopefully will talk about in the future then, right? So going on, the combined percentage of people who named Biden as... Oh, oh, sorry, I need to skip over that part. I apologize. Um, The news is especially good for Biden. 70% of respondents say they believe Biden's political views are neither too liberal nor too conservative, but instead are about right, the highest percentage of any candidate tested. So he's the uh, Luke, you know, he's the warm candidate, I guess. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. And that's what they're saying. And 64%, including majority of every demographic group, say they think Biden's experience is an asset and he would, and he should enter the race, though about a third say his time has passed and he should not run. 64%, wow, they say that he, you know, say that Biden's experience is an asset. Of course, I mean, if you look at a lot of candidates, no matter who they are, or a lot of, yeah, a lot of candidates, no matter who they are, they, they always, the people always talk about whether that person is, um, has the right experience. Barack Obama, clearly inexperienced when he ran, and he still got the vote, though. So experience isn't always the number one factor that people take into account. So, okay, so then going on. But, but, but. The poll represents a snapshot in time in what is still a long road to caucus night, February 3rd, 2020. That's when the Iowa caucus is is. Early polls in 2015 showed Hillary Clinton with a commanding lead, though Sanders would eventually bring the race to within a half of a percentage point on caucus night. But Bernie Sanders at that time, guys, was virtually unknown in 2015. So early polls showed clearly Hillary Clinton with a commanding lead, but you got to remember back in 2015, Hillary Clinton was the only one running. You had Hillary Clinton, and that's about it, in some made-up candidates that hadn't decided to run yet. You probably had Bernie Sanders most likely running by then, but a virtual unknown, right? And as Bernie Sanders got more publicity, as more young people started flocking to his ranks, then you had him make up a lot of that a lot of that momentum that Hillary Clinton had taken all, taken into caucus night, right? So, uh, But now you have a well-known Bernie Sanders probably the most popular Democrat in the country, is what they say, and he is not quite beating Joe Biden, and and that's within the margin of error, so we'll see where that takes him, he's well known, but a lot of people say that they don't want someone that's too far left, they don't want someone that's too far right, they like someone in the middle, and Joe Biden is that guy, now Joe Biden hasn't even started campaigning yet, he might make his flops, He's always been like that crazy guy that says the crazy things. So let's see where that takes him. Number two, there's a lot of Bernie Biden love for all the talks of Sanders and Biden occupying opposing ends of Democratic ideological spectrum. Much of their support overlaps. If Biden decided not to run, 30% of those who name him as their first choice candidate would switch their allegiances to Sanders. Wow. So he would get, is that 27%? So 30%? So he'd get nearly um, 10% of the people that would move over to him. So Bernie Sanders would then have 35% of the vote. 
And then it says, among those who say Sanders is their first choice, 40% say Biden is their second choice. Wow. So of that 25%, he'd get 12.5%. He'd be almost 50% at that or what did that be? 38% at that point. So that's crazy. Uh, if So then it says, how much of that is related to the name ID? Both men enjoy near universal name recognition in Iowa. Just 4% of likely Democrat caucus goers say they don't know enough about Sanders or Biden to form an opinion of them. So yeah, these guys are well known in Iowa. And that's probably why people will flip-flop back and forth when Elizabeth Warren, what is she, a senator from Massachusetts? You got Beto O'Rourke, who's a, you know, not even a senator, a congressman, I think he was, from Texas that ran against and lost to uh, Ted Cruz, I believe it was. So, you know, and you have a lot of these other people that are virtually unknown. I think we have, um, who is it? It's the, um, you have Amy Klobuchar, who is the candidate that i guess she's in what minnesota so it's a state that's pretty close to iowa and she has name recognition he she should have right name recognition in that state in iowa but you got cory booker uh beto o'rourke kamala harris elizabeth warren uh none of those four would really have too much name recognition in iowa except for if you're a person that follows the polls or follows politics pretty heavily and then you got uh, Julian Castro, Michael Bennett, like these are people that pe- that these people are unlikely to know in Iowa very well. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, and then you have, um, you know, they, they had a, quite a few other people on this list as well of people that were of of who they were who they were poll or the people that were polling who was on their list as their first, second, third choices, and so forth. So. Uh, the only person on there that most Iowans would have a lot of name recognition with would be Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and then Amy Klobuchar, right? And that's it. So um, that would explain why Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, the people are, you know, flip-flopping between the two because it says that there's a lot of Bernie Biden love. Well, yeah, because they have such huge name recognition in Iowa already. Beto support falls as Iowans await his decision. That's number three on this list. Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke has yet to announce whether he will enter the 2020 race, though support for him was high in December. He placed third in the register's poll behind Biden and Sanders. That support has fallen by about half from 11 to 5%. So Beto O'Rourke was pretty, you know, well-liked in Iowa at the time several months ago, and now, you know, that support has waived. Uh, I don't think that he's going to run. I just don't know that he would get the huge support anyway because he's just a popularity figure. I think he was a rock star or something. I'd have to look this guy up a little bit more and see, but I think he was like a guitarist for a famous rock band or something, Um, and now he's, you know, a congressman from... Texas, but he did lose to Ted Cruz. So I just don't think that he would get the, I mean, he might be able to get good name recognition. He might be able to do some good fundraising and stuff, but I don't think that he would uh, pull very well in the end. All right. Number four, socialism. Iowa Democrats are okay with it. Wow. So 56% of likely 2020 Democratic caucus goers say they would be satisfied with a presidential candidate who wants the U.S. to be more socialist. That includes 
15% who would be very satisfied with such a candidate, and 41% would be mostly satisfied. 33% would be dissatisfied, and 11% are not sure. I just don't know where they find the 11% who are not sure. But anyway, uh, 33% would be dissatisfied. So yeah, 56% said they would be at, be satisfied with a presidential candidate who wants the U.S. to be more socialist. That's amazing that that's like that in Iowa. But, um, because Iowa's like the heartland, man. And uh, you never think of like, you always think of people from the Midwest that they're very self-reliant, self-dependent and all that. They don't want people to help them. I mean, my, you know, my wife is from the Midwest and she can't stand the, like, she's always said, if I break both of my legs, go ahead and uh, take me off of, you know, take me off of the life support because uh, I won't be able to walk around on my own. Like she's that much where she is that self-reliant. And I always thought, I mean, most people from the Midwest seem like they're like that, that I've met. So having them okay with socialist policies, that doesn't seem to make too much sense to me, sense to me, but Hey, that's just, uh, that's just the changing change, you know, changing demographics that we have in this world, I guess. Who knows? Um, 84% of poll respondents say they prefer a candidate who supports shifting to a government-run health care system of Medicare for All, either all at once or incrementally. Another 91% say they prefer a candidate who supports the Green New Deal, which couples government programs to address climate change with support. Oh, another thing i got to remember, though, when you're, when you're reading this, these types of polls, these are Democratic caucus goers. These are Democratic registered voters, right? So Democrats are way more likely to support socialism in the first place than, you know, some normal Republican person. Um, and most normal Democrats probably are not co completely for socialism, but they would be more likely to lean in that direction is what I mean. So um, I think that when you're when I'm reading this, I just have to keep that into account as well is that you're going to have, you know, it's Democrats. They're not pulling all Iowans. They're pulling just the Democrats that are uh, already registered. All right, number five, Iowa Republicans like Trump, but some want a challenger in 2020. According to the poll, 81% of registered Republicans in Iowa approve of the job Donald Trump is doing as president. Wow, that's a really high approval rating for registered Republicans. And 67% say they definitely plan to vote for him in 2020. But many Republicans are open to a challenger. 40% say they hope someone challenges Trump for the Republican nomination. 41% say they hope he does not see a challenger. But those who have floated the possibility of running against the president are largely unknown in Iowa. You got John Kasich. Uh, he has a 27% favorable rating in Iowa. 28% unfavorable. 45% unsure. So they don't even know who he is. Larry Hogan of governor of Maryland, 84% are unsure. They have no idea who the guy is. Ma Former Massachusetts governor, Bill Weld, 81% are unsure. 4% are favorable. 15% unfavorable. Wow. All right. Former Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz, who would run as an independent in there? He's 10% favorable, 28% unfavorable, 61% unsure. So obviously they know who Howard Schultz is, but yeah, I don't even know. I mean, they might not even know who Howard Schultz is. I mean, you just throw someone's name out there, Howard Schultz, would you vote for him? And they're like, who the hell's that? Unless you say Starbucks CEO, then you might 
get more people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds like a good guy. He ran a business before, and, uh, you know, Starbucks is a huge company. Or they, they might think that. So um, that is the article in Des Moines Register, and that's interesting. That I just think it's interesting. Okay, so most Republicans in Iowa, they're going to vote for Donald Trump. That's going to be their first choice. Uh, they like the what they like what he's doing. Democrats, they're going to be putting up challengers against Donald Trump, and they're probably going to end up going with a Joe Biden type person. I've said that that's their best chances of winning the White House, and I I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, Bernie Sanders, what he'll end up doing is he'll have a lot of influence on the Democrats' policies going forward. Right? He's going to have an influence from that ideological perspective where he's going to change the Democrats' um, platform. He's going to be able to change that platform enough to make some incremental changes and some makes, make a difference going forward. So the next four years after that, the next two years after that, the platform is going to be established in a certain direction, and that's what the Congress is going to be led to do at that point, and that's what the next presidential candidate, and if Joe Biden ends up winning then that'll influence his agenda as well because you know that the the president except for Donald Trump he doesn't really follow the same format as most presidents do but most of them they they follow their political party's agenda and if the platform says this then the president's going to push for that as well so that's what Bernie Sanders will be able to do if he does not win just like <clears throat> they say Ron Paul was able to influence the Republican platform slightly back in 2008 and 2012. Um, not that Ron Paul has at the same level as Bernie Sanders in the sense that I think that Bernie Sanders seems like he's able to muster way more votes than Ron Paul was at the time. But Ron Paul really did make a huge dent in the Republican primaries at that time as well. He was winning a lot of these... Um, winning a lot of the debates from a, you know, how many people supported him perspective, and he was able to get a huge following of, like, younger people that were more anti-government. And you still see it today in the libertarian movement, where most of the people that are libertarians today were very much influenced by the Ron Paul candidacy. A lot of people, when, when, they, when you say, as a libertarian, your first, you know, your first, uh, time that you really realized you were libertarian is during the Ron Paul campaign. A lot of people say that. Mine was way before that, but I did hear of Ron Paul back in the like late 90s when I became a libertarian, but he was not the main reason why I became a libertarian at the time. Uh, but anyway, so Bernie Sanders, he is going to have, if he does not get the nomination, he's going to have a huge impact on what the policies going forward that the Democrats push are going to have that platform is going to be changed but he might win i mean you got he he might win new hampshire i'd love to see the polls of the early states because that's really going to determine things but we won't even know anything more for certain until they start doing these debates until joe biden declares his his candidacy and there's a lot of things that can change between now and then usually the front runner doesn't say the front runner very long he might say some crazy stuff that people that puts them off the deep end and that might help in Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or Beto O'Rourke or, um, you know, any of these candidates as well. It can help. And, you know, there might be that person down in the bottom that has a, uh, you know, an ace in the hole that can help that person out as well. So I guess we shall see 
how that ends up coming because let me like a Tulsi Gabbard she might have that grass grassroots movement behind her that can lead her to winning in some of these polls as well or, or pulling some of the support away from like a Sanders or a Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren so we'll see how that goes there is a huge number of candidates though that are thinking about running and likely going to run and have already declared on the Democratic ticket um, and we'll see how that how that goes but that's my show for today, guys. I certainly appreciate you coming out and listening to ION 2020. This is your source for all of the news and related events for the 2020 election. Uh, I'm going to help you have a clear vision for the 2020 election, and you'll know all the news that's going on. So go ahead and subscribe to the show and give me a five-star rating review, share it with your friends, and come back tomorrow to have clear vision for 2020.